0: I hope that you're doing really well, and if January has been a little bit challenging for you, then I really, really hope that as we speak about on this podcast all of the time, I really hope that you have been making time for yourself and for the things that really give you some kind of joy in life, in a counterbalance to the things that we don't necessarily want to do every day because those just happen. But this week, I am incredibly excited to offer you this interview I did with Desiree Diaz. and She is an amazingly beautiful soul one of my internet friends that have turned into a real friend and she does some beautiful work she has incredible healing through natural remedies she has a breadth of knowledge in herbalism and also working with energy she creates gorgeous sacred spaces and is a certified facilitator for leading women's circles as well she is also a fellow podcaster and she has a lovely podcast called pinch of magic and that is available on all across all podcast platforms just like mine and i will also be a guest on her show coming up soon so i'll let you know about that And I will leave all of her information in the show notes so you can find her Instagram at Sacred Wise Magic, her website, her offerings, her beautiful women's circles that she does every month, and of course her podcast as well. So check out the show notes for anything that you need to connect with Desiree there. And I hope you enjoy this conversation between myself and the beautiful Desiree Diaz. So, welcome, Desiree Diaz. Thank you so much for being on Intuitive Seek with me today. It is a beautiful pleasure to talk to you, and I'm so <laughs> excited to see you. How are you
1: doing? I'm good. And um, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on this.
0: Oh, good. Me too. I'm very, um, very looking forward to chatting with you and getting to know you more because. You're quite a gorgeous soul from what I've already seen and experienced. And I know that the listeners of Intuitive Seek will grab some very valuable information from you. So we really appreciate you sharing all of your wisdom and your knowledge today. Thank you so much. That
1: really means a lot. (laughs)
0: And the one way I do like to start to introduce mm-hmm. our beautiful guests are if you could let us know what your astrological sign is and also if you have a middle name. I'm not sure why but that is something about the energy around the middle name does really help if you do have
1: one. So if you want to share that. Yeah. So, uh astrological sign I'm a Sagittarius and uh also my moon is Sagittarius and my ascendant is virgo so yeah
0: (laughs) oh i love that so much fire but then that kind of grounding presence yeah oh that's cool
1: yeah and i do have a middle name my middle name is latoya which i rarely use desiree latoya diaz that's really beautiful it is really beautiful but um where i grew up yeah there's a complicated story with where I grew up, Um, that name can be easily changed by adding some letters into a not so pleasant word. So I tended to use it basically.
0: Oh, for sure. Well, I hope that do you what's funny? My brain can't even compute into like exactly how that would go. So I'm not even going to try to see how they made it cool. (laughs) But I hope that you feel comfortable saying it today and maybe that helps to kind of reclaim it a little bit because
1: that cruelty yeah. of children that we
0: most of us experience for sure
1: yeah definitely definitely it feels good to say it now um and actually you know you asking me it felt really nice oh. i I never say it and uh, it felt really good to say it at that time. So thank you for asking me about that.
0: Oh, I'm glad. Well, this is why this is what intuitive seek is all about following our intuition because I wasn't sure why I needed to ask you, but there it is something around that energy because it's part of us. A lot of times I've found with our names and just things that, that have maybe set us apart from the mainstream or the norm Mm. that we hide is kind of our beautiful medicine for ourselves that we can kind of reclaim it. So even something as small as just, oh, it's just my middle name. I find that that really can bring that little bit of self-healing to
1: ourselves. Yeah, so true. Yeah. I so love that. Great.
0: I do too. And I, the reason I am kind of explain that a little bit more is for anybody listening that's like, oh, yeah, I always hated my middle name too. And then they're like, wait, maybe it's actually pretty beautiful maybe that's not actually my opinion at all. So I like that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So So Desiree, you do not live where I live and I, (laughs) which is pretty normal for everybody that I know online, it's quite an international group, but if you could tell us where you are zooming in from and
1: maybe where you grew up, if it's not in the same place. Yeah, um, so I live in London in the UK and um, I've been living here I think like eight years now. I really, really love it and really feel at home here. So I was born in Germany. I am half Spanish and I lived in Italy for 17 years. So it's a bit of a journey, <laughs> Of bit all over the place.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. And when you were in Italy, was that from
1: like your formative years until? Yeah, so I did kind of like, you know, kindergarten in Germany and then moved to Italy and then did kind of like schools and like pretty much all my teenage years over there. Wow. And then, yeah, moved over to London.
0: I have to say from knowing you a little bit. And seeing your Instagram, I had no idea. <laughs> that's quite a large part of your life that you lived in Italy with. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Do you find that most people just assume that you're kind of born and raised
1: in the UK or? Um, mm, no, I think sometimes they can hear some accent behind. My voice, and sometimes it comes out a bit American, depending on who I'm speaking to. Oh, I like um, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, I, I am. My biological father is Afro-American, so oh, I, I okay. spent when I was 20 like a couple of months uh, in the US, and I just kind of like took that accent <laughs> on board. Um, but yeah, I think normally they they will ask like, "Where, where are you from?" Like, I, I'm sensing some sort of accent. So. Yeah, I think sometimes it comes through that I'm not totally from the UK, basically. Got it. I mean, it is that kind of
0: lovely international accent. Where It's yeah. like, oh, <laughs> a woman of the world.
1: <laughs>
0: yes. But I will, I feel like that maybe you spending so much time in Italy really has informed your herbology, too, because I know there is quite a... Um, quite a lineage in Italy about like the medicine of their herbs there. So I wonder.
1: Yeah. um, You know, that's so interesting because I think sometimes you don't really put that connection like one plus one. And it's so funny because in Italy for many years I used to have like, you know, a house that had a big garden and there were all these herbs and I used to always love like having teas and things like that. But then um, after a while, we moved into an apartment. So all that kind of like stopped. And then moving to the UK the first couple of years, it was really like just like working and not really focusing on all those things. So it has been beautiful bringing that back into my practice. But yeah, definitely. I think in Italy, I had a big connection with herbs there when I was younger.
0: I love that. And do you find, like, if you think back to your childhood and kind of little Desiree, do you remember
1: how your intuition spoke to you? Like, were you aware of it? Yeah, definitely. I think there were times when I was, like, really young that I was completely intuitive. I think I was just really aware of nature and mm. and animals um I just remember all these times where <sighs> I think my mom was so annoyed with me at certain times because I would just go off and find any sort of dog that was nearby or any animal and I would just instantly connect with them no matter what size they were and I just always knew that they wouldn't hurt me uh even if they were like massive Wow! and um and yeah, and also anything to do with with herbs, you know I used to love making potions, and um yeah, and those were the the first times that I really connected with my magic that way, um through my teenage years as well um and then there was a big shift, kind of like I blocked everything out, um I had like kind of like a a bit of a traumatic experience while I was uh there in Italy regarding like magic and so on with like this random person like shouting while I was in the library um about all these books and kind of like you know like oh you'll go to hell and things like that and that kind of like really cut me off and made me really scared so I feel like that's when I lost my intuition for a long time but then it came back a few a few years ago and it was oh, beautiful when everything came back.
0: Wow. Do you, if it feels okay for you, do you mm. mind kind of explaining? Because I could see while you were saying that, you know, all of this light and excitement, looking for these books and trying to figure out what you were feeling and seeing and, you you're reading them and then just this random stranger well I suppose Italy is like so Catholic right
1: yeah and so somebody (laughs)
0: just came upon you how old were you
1: oh I must have been like um probably either like 16 or 15 wow uh yeah around that age and um you know, my mom has really been, when I was a teenager, really open about bringing me to, uh, you know, a bigger city like Rome and like, let's go find this one uh, magic bookstore and like, get what you want and things like that. Um, So yeah, that was always like, I was really open to all of these things. Uh, And I think then, yeah, and then I had this experience where I was in one of these bookshops and and this guy just like came approaching me and just like started shouting um, and telling me like, you know, all these things, and that kind of like really scared me, not my connection to magic because I know that it was powerful and positive, but how others um perceive that that was what was scary, and then makes us struggle to connect with our intuition and our powers more deeply. But I think it's definitely easier now compared to like years ago, I think.
0: Oh, for sure. Definitely. But I, wow, I really, that resonates. And I know that that resonates so much with people that are listening as well, because I find that just through your story of what you just said, it is that immediate, reversal of feeling Mm. something that is so inherently natural to our being. And that is our intuition, like the birthright of everybody that we're born with, that is the special set of skills that everybody has (laughs) and that we can all connect to. But then that force of control and fear really of other people that make us kind of Go inside out and say, "Never mind, that's not safe. Yeah. I can't do this anymore." And it's really other people's fears of what we are doing. But I feel like, do you feel like it's also
1: their own fear of themselves too? Definitely, I think it's a combination of those two things of like having that fear of like what is this person doing and and the conception of like what they think those things are and what they have been told maybe by their parents and you know and especially there by church and everything there it's just so deep within people um so it's so it was so difficult over there and most of the time you know before that experience I just loved being in nature being in my garden like feeling that connection to all the plants Um, And it was just always so, so amazing. And uh, what was also amazing was the fact that all that that connection to my intuition really came from my mom. Mm.
0: Because
1: when she was younger, she always used to do tarot cards, tarot readings, and uh, using the pendulum as well. And uh, all her predictions with it were always 100% accurate. So she had that when she was younger. I just remember being like such a wild child, just embracing nature fully. And uh, yeah, it's kind of like sad that for such a long time, I didn't embrace those parts within me. But it's beautiful that all those parts have come back now.
0: Do you know, kind of, was there a point when everything started to kind of wake up a bit and you wanted to remember and reclaim what you had so naturally as a child or did it kind of come in
1: li- little steps hmm. I think my intuition kept coming back like slowly like making me feel like when situations were not good for me and sometimes you know kind of like either these feelings of this is not going to be good for me yeah, so I think there were like situations in which um I felt this kind of like this is not going to be good for me and maybe I still didn't listen to my intuition and then kind of like looking back like oh yeah I should have. But I think I had like a big spiritual awakening. And before that, I think I had started being again like I want to get back my magic books. I want to get back those things that I hadn't wearing it within me for a really long time and I guess that had come from like a really bad breakup at the time Mm. and just like kind of like there's something missing within me that is stronger than this and that was my intuition kind of like giving me these messages and then I went through a massive spiritual awakening obviously in (laughs) Glastonbury
0: beautiful
1: (laughs) because that that city not the festival the city um is just magical and um yeah that reopened my intuition fully that was just like yep everything is back here enjoy (laughs) oh that's lovely do you mind explaining
0: a little bit to the listener and to me as well about glastonbury Yes,
1: so Glastonbury is this city in the UK. And um, if you look at it on an energetic level, it's a point where two different lines of energies kind of like connect. So that makes it a really, really powerful place. Um, It is actually what in mythology, I guess, was called Avalon which was not an island, but was actually Glastonbury. So that place was actually where, you know, the sacred grail and so on is said to have been, been put to rest. The most amazing thing is if you go there, there, you can just feel that the energy is different. And also it's a beautiful place to go for anyone that has anything to do with anything spiritual, because it's filled with, crystal shops magic shops herb shops and so on but then there are also uh, really places full of healing so there is uh, especially this one place which is called the chalice well which is a natural well and the waters from it um, have healing properties massively healing properties so um, you can drink it you can obviously kind of like uh, wash any your crystals or um your body with it and um I remember going there and at the time I even had my worst breakout of eczema and uh and it was on my feet I put my feet into the water my eczema never come back from that it hasn't come back at all since that and that was over two years ago wow the chalice well I had never heard of that
0: oh remarkable When you, um, when you feel into kind of that healing water, what do you think the energy is? I feel like you have a connection to that water that maybe some other people aren't as aware of. And if you, if that, if you feel, um, inspired by that question, maybe kind of answer it in the way
1: that you can. I'm not sure why, but yeah, (laughs) let let me know. That's so interesting. Um as soon as you said that I had this mental image and and sometimes I get like mental images or words as messages. Um, And I had this mental image and it was just a lot of women coming together into this space and it was like all healing and everyone was healing each other in this place. That's, that's the mental image that I got. Um, And I think just like the water and, and the ground around all, Glastonbury just is full of this energy of healing so um when you go around it you just you just you, if you have any imbalance energetically you just will feel that rebalanced within you and it's just so beautiful so I invite anyone that hasn't been to Glastonbury yet to go and visit it because it will change your life
0: Oh, and I love that description of what you saw, what your intuition was telling you. Because as soon as you were describing it, that it is the power of all the women that come there for healing and then also offer healing, it makes so much sense. It's that universal connection. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, I really felt that. Thank you for explaining that. I want to know a lot more about your calling and your work. Also, there may be a point that we need to hear where you followed that deep intuitive pull before it made sense, before you had really reclaimed that recognition of what it was telling you. Like, Do you remember a time where you really followed your intuition before you knew at all that it was leading you to something quite remarkable?
1: Yeah, so I think I think two things are really coming to mind. The first one, and and this one, I love this one that this that the fact that this one came to mind. So um it was when I started my journey with studying uh woman circles and hold women's circles. And uh, my intuition just kept telling me like you need to do this. You really need to do this. So I just, it just kept coming back to my mind all the time. I kept thinking about it all the time. And I found this course and I was like, yeah, I want to do it, but I don't have the money for it right now. But it kept coming back. It kept coming back until I finally went, if I am meant to do this course, then the money will come to me. And then I had a tax return of that exact money come through the post.
0: Oh, I love, okay. The moment you received that, what happened? What did you feel? What was I? Was like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I, yeah, I get it. And I straight away booked that course, wow. Which, which at that point, you know, I had almost kind of like lost faith that it wasn't going to happen. And then that came and I was like, yeah, no, I need to listen to this a lot more. And and actually the same thing kind of like, not in terms of money, but um, in terms of really needing to do this type of work came when I did my, when I started doing my Sacred Wild uh, course, which is all about connecting with plant spirit and, um, And it was just, it just kept coming into my dreams. It kept coming into my mind all the time. And it was just constant. Like, it was almost like a calling of, you need to come home to this. Um, And it was so powerful. And it has that course that that I'm now doing the the second year has really changed my life. Beautiful.
0: (laughs) Oh, that makes so much sense. And I really feel the authenticity in that. Like I can really feel it the way that you speak about it. And those two stories make complete sense to me about the work that you do from how I understand it. So I would love for you to really speak to what your calling is. What is this work that you are so inspired by? From my reflection, completely a calling. Like this is something that Mm -hmm. you are meant to do. And I know that people are meant to work with you and also experience your medicine this way. So please just explain
1: how that works. Like, what do you do? Oh, thank, thank you so much for those kind words, first of all. Um, so what I do, I, I host especially women's circles, um, or in general, just sacred spaces. So if it is, for example, mixed. Um, and in those spaces, it is really creating that safe space for people to show up how they are and understand that they're exactly perfect the way they are. And really helping them through meditation, through oracle readings and to normally a ritual around the new or full moon what i've also have been studying and uh, i now also hold sessions about it it's working with the plant spirit and every plant that is in the world has a spirit within it it's up to us to connect with that spirit and form a relationship it's up to us to ask the Plants for a healing or for help, they cannot help us without being asked, basically. But if we do ask, they are more than happy to help us in any way they can. And uh, this is a, a very shamanic um, type of work with working with the spirit of the plant. And it has brought so much healing emotionally and uh, physically as well not just to me, but to all the people that have experienced it through me facilitating these sessions. Um, And what I do in those is normally I connect with the plant spirit and invite the plant spirit into the circle and uh, for, for it to connect with everyone. And the beauty of it is that most of the time, everyone sees the same thing. So it will either appear the same way uh, or there will be the same colors or same kind of like messages or sensation in the body for everyone, which is so powerful.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love that. And that really reminds me of something that I always feel very passionate about and I speak maybe too often on this podcast, but I always remind myself and in turn anyone who's listening that we are nature that we are not separate from that we are you know terrestrial animals in this earth so it makes sense that if we were connecting to a certain plant and their spirit that we would all see the same thing because we are all technically the same as that plant like we can access it so the way that you are explaining it is the kind of that um, you're like the guide to remind us of that that we are completely connected because we are nature and we are as that plant is so are we and oh I know that you love tulsi I was going to ask you if there's oh, any beautiful I, ones that you want to kind of because you said oh, we connect to them tulsi. Oh,
1: you- <laughs> <laughs> I had to share I was like I'm literally drinking tulsi right now ah uh, it's
0: perfect because I was going to ask if there was one plant or one spirit that you wanted to offer for us to connect with on our own like how could we do that and I feel like since you're drinking mm. Tulsi maybe it's that one but anyone you're thinking of
1: okay so straight away Tulsi does really come to my mind and this is the word that is popping up Tulsi is just so amazing it has this feeling and this power of giving you infinite unconditional love love for yourself and uh, to really help you bringing back into your power it helps you with your your heart center with your sacral and and solar plexus a lot as well so it really helps you also connecting with your roots so it's it's beautiful it's super powerful i just um actually had a meditation with, with Tulsi yesterday and I was just crying the whole time, but it wasn't like a, a sad tears. It was just of being so happy to be able to experience this with this plant spirit and just how it was just absolutely covering it with all its love for me. So I do really hope that anyone that is listening to this will just like connect with this beautiful, uh, plant spirit, but I am also getting two other ones. Oh, please. Yeah. And that is lavender, which is also really, really powerful. Just like Tulsi. Um, it is a, a, a nerve implant. So it will help you calm down your nervous system, which, especially now that we're going into those like colder months, it's so needed to have times for, for our minds to relax deeper. And uh, the last one is nettle. Nettle is beautiful. It's powerful. It helps us get into our power, and it really helps us with our root chakra. And just, yeah, bringing back that power within us helping us to connect with our connection with the world and within us. So they're just really, really beautiful and powerful plant allies that I would recommend everyone to try out.
0: Oh, that's like, yes, the nettle I know is the funny thing about nettle for me personally, and maybe other people feel this way too. I know that it is probably one of the most important teas I could drink, like infusions for my nervous system and for my body. But it's the one that is always the hardest for me to drink. Now, maybe it is because of the story of what a nettle is, that it does have some properties that can hurt us before it is cooked. Like there is this um, almost armor around it. Like Mm. I really do feel, yeah, if you can kind of speak to yeah. your experience with the nettle because I'm just feeling that other people might feel this too yeah
1: yeah I think a lot really has to do with our experience probably as children with nettle with getting stinged because I also had like such a bad reaction to being stinged and just feeling like I never want to be in contact with that plant anymore yes um yeah <laughs> And funny enough, now when I touch nettle, I don't mind getting stinged. But when I'm touching nettle, most of the time when I'm just brushing it, I don't get stinged because it's all about how you're brushing it as well and what part you're using in your hands. So you can touch that herb really safely and not get stinged. But I do feel like that is a big part um, of, of our resistance to nettle uh for example my my boyfriend he got stinked really bad all over his body oh. and he doesn't like when he was a, a little kid and he doesn't want to get anywhere around nettle even when i bring it out to like just try drinking it it's it's not going to make you feel that way it's like it's just like no just like so much resistance yes. but, yeah so i think that is a big part that it's just like We have it programmed into us. But another thing is also like how you are preparing it. Um, So the best way actually to infuse nettle is by infusing it into a cold infusion. So you would get dried nettle um, and for example, using a mason jar, like a, a quart size one, which is normally like around a liter, you add like a handful in your hand in it and then you add cold water. And you let it infuse overnight and then you strain it in the morning and then you drink it and most of the time you will feel that that drinking that nestle that way it will actually feel like you're drinking something that has been missing in your life for a really long time <laughs> so I would suggest trying it that way
0: oh, I'm so glad that you brought nettle up. This makes so much sense to me because even when you explained that you can touch it now without having any kind of reaction of that stinging feeling makes me realize, oh, that is one of the big lessons of this plant. It's like, you really have to be present in how you're interacting. It's not just a a, a side thought of, oh, I'll throw this into mm. my boiling water. And then also the fact that it works the best in a cold infusion. I didn't know that. And that also shows the impatience of humanity. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's probably why also, like that takes a real intention yeah, to infuse for that long with cold water, knowing it won't be what, four to five minutes. It's an yeah. overnight. So this, um, This makes me realize that, as with everything, my aversion to drinking nettle is also linked to many things in my life where (laughs) impatience, not being mindful of being present, like these are things that I'm always working on for myself. So now I realize, okay, I really need to start drinking this nettle. This is, so thank you for bringing it up because now it's, my mind is open to it completely. This is exactly the day that I needed to be reminded of why it's so special because I had that I had the stinging I've tried mm. to eat them. And then I stung it and it's just like, never mind. And then I also have this weird. Cause I'm not sure if I saw it on television or just some kind of image in my mind of men that like are rolling down the nettle Hill and they, some kind of thing that they do some kind of,
1: Sounds about almost right. like a f- like a feed <laughs> of
0: strength. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, if you're strong enough, you can handle yeah. it. So uh, oh, this is all um, this is all very cool. I feel like even if it's just one yeah. other person that's feeling the same as I do right now, that is so awesome. So thank you, yeah. for, thank you for sharing that.
1: But it's also uh, you know there needs to be a lot of respect for this plant because it's a really primordial plant and uh so it's been here for such a such a long time and uh and the wisdom that it has is just beautiful and also just in terms of nettle it's the first kind of like plant that will come when the earth or the ground has been really damaged or has been really worked badly with so like if there's a has been a fire or anything that has happened to that ground that has shaken it a lot nettle is normally the first thing that will grow on it
0: and that just shows you of
1: how like restorative that plant is and also about the stinging um I think it's probably in Poland um in general like old women, if they are going through like Arthritis in the knees, or anything like that, they will use the stinging nettles, like brush the stinging nettles against it to like help with that. So again, that that stinging can be bad, but can also be really good for us, depending all on what we're using it for as well.
0: Oh yes! Oh, that's beautiful. I really understand that. That's so interesting. Oh, I could talk to you about herbs all day. (laughs) (laughs) And would you, I'm I'm sure, you know, people can work with you for this, but do you find that most of the, um, so somebody that's not as familiar with creating infusions and kind of drinking teas outside of your traditional ones that we have kind of at the store, is it loose that you always prefer? Is it um, steeping over night? Like, does everything have its own timeline or is there kind of a, if you're looking at the Tulsi lavender nettle, is there something that somebody that's quite new to this can kind of say, okay, I'm going to pick these
1: up and I'm going to use them this way? Mm. So in general, um obviously it's best to always speak to someone that kind of like works with this so so just to help you out and give you tips on the best way to to use these herbs loose is always the best uh loose herbs always it's the best um and um for a lot of these herbs if you want to have a strong infusion with it, that will kind of like give you the best effects and the best healing, especially if you're sitting in meditation with the plant. Um, infusing it overnight is kind of like always the best. With with herbs like tulsi and lavender, you could just do like a 20-minute hot infusion. Um, But again, the more you want to have that medicine that you would still do it kind of like overnight. That's kind of like the best. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. No, thank you. That's perfect. And of course people can talk to you about it on their own time because you do this as your work. So it's perfect. You're the perfect resource for it. <laughs> oh, I love that. And your women's circles, I just feel very called to ask, is there a way that you can explain it to somebody who? has been really removed from what that idea is. Someone that is just getting back into listening to their intuition,
1: just
0: realizing, oh, I have that inner guidance, feeling into, oh, maybe I should speak to other women that are going through this. But then they hear a woman's circle and they go, well, I don't know what that is. I don't really, I don't want to do that. What is that? But you know that it is so powerful and so healing and so integral to so many people's lives so if you can kind of explain it to that one person who is like "Ah, I don't I don't know what that is what is that
1: first of all I was that person Uh, when I (laughs) (laughs) when I um a friend of mine which actually we ended up doing the course together uh, uh after um she told me like let's go to this woman's circle and I was just like what no Uh, And I was really like, I didn't want to go there and feel like someone was judging me. Sometimes we do really have this fear of there might be people that are better than us, not knowing that we are all going through the same challenges. So if that feels like you and that is your worry, go to one because you will feel so connected to yourself and to other women after it. So basically, a woman's circle, first of all, it's one of the oldest thing that have always been here in the world from the the beginning of humanity, really. Women used to gather together, and it was a time for um for them coming together to learn from each other, to be vulnerable with each other, and to connect on a deeper level. Normally also, in in villages where, you know, in tribes where this was happening, uh, because women being so connected, if they were bleeding, um, they would bleed together at the same time. And that's, again, like that power of the synchronicity of being together into this big power. And, uh, yeah, so Women's Circle is really a time for you to come as you are, knowing that... You're perfect the way you are. And connecting again with other women and feeling that connection that is really missing. Yeah, we might have like a close group of friends, but it is rare that we might not be able to share really important things that we are going through or how we are feeling. So that is a time where we come together, we share this experience, we meditate together, We share how we are feeling that day. Or what are the challenges that we're going through? And you will your space will be held for you. Mm. And not only that, you, you will feel seen. Because anything that you're going through, anyone else is there to see you and to tell you that it's perfectly fine to come exactly as you are. So we really work on, on helping each other that way of connecting in this really natural way and uh yeah meditation oracle messages i prefer to do oracle messages um for each person that comes and yeah and we normally do um, a ritual together to kind of like help us with if it's new moon to invite new blessings and new things into our life if it's during the full moon then it would be to banish and let go of what no longer serves us and there's also normally journaling. So we we really work deeply on what it is that we're going through, especially um, connecting it to that full moon or new moon that is happening at that time.
0: Oh, they sound gorgeous and really quite powerful. And it's so beautiful when you said that kind of the tradition of since the dawn of time that women have been sitting together. And when you spoke of that synchronicity of our cycles, of how we can bleed together, which many people, I'm sure every woman who does have a womb that bleeds has experienced that, whether it be their roommate or their colleagues at work, like it really, we do get in sync. But the idea that your circles are sacred, it makes me think of the sacral, which is where we do bleed, and it's like you have these kind of pop-up metaphysical wombs for people to be held in. They yeah. just feel so gorgeous. Wow. Really, really lovely.
1: Yeah. And most of the times, you know, it's uh, those people that feel the most resistance to going to something like that, that need it the most. And uh, and sometimes, you know, these, these people like, I really didn't want to come, but I'm so glad I did. This has changed the way I'm... Um, even talking to myself because we also do affirmations. so I let everyone kind of like leave with that affirmations for themselves and uh, it, it really that hour and a half or two hours that we spend together really influence your rest of the day your rest of the week and uh yeah and I and I also have kind of like a a whatsapp group that you know stills Contacted in between to to help support each other still through that journey that they're going through, and um, yeah, so it's it's I've I find it really healing for myself, and uh, and I love to facilitate these spaces and help other women reconnect with themselves and with their magic, and with their intuition, which is so important.
0: Yeah, it really sounds like you allow in one of your missions maybe if I can offer is to allowing each woman to be fully who they are like you're not telling them who they are it's like come into the circle and be yourself
1: definitely has felt like it was really needed especially during this whole pandemic yes it was just like it connected a lot of women together in ways that they had and maybe for a really long time and also feeling connected through all this things happening yeah
0: well that's what I was going to ask if you found like you see all of these beautiful dramatic changes in the women that come and sit with you month after month I'm sure but what have you noticed in yourself like has there been quite an evolution for yourself as well being the facilitator
1: yeah I think it has come with a lot of patience um, and a lot of being able to know energetically what each person needs into these circles. And, um, yeah, you know, I've, I've I've spoken to you a bit about, like, I really want to, uh, like, study Reiki at some point. Yes. Um, and I just, yeah, working with energy is something that I really feel called to as well. And I just kind of like feel the more I do them, the more I feel how each woman is, is feeling at that time and how to support them in the best way possible. And that's something that maybe at the beginning, you know, I was a bit more closed off and didn't like, didn't really let that go through too much. But now it's really like getting into that and like, let me help you the best way I can. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of that guidance kind of like coming through. Yes.
0: And I mean, the work you're doing, I, I feel like is energy work in your natural way. And so any of those trainings and modalities like Reiki or any type of um, energy healing is more of a um, kind of a focused channel that will help you evolve the energy healing that you probably have been doing since you were born. Without mm-hmm. even kind of knowing it, so I just um, study. Of course, always a great idea. But I wanted to. I I feel um, called to just remind and celebrate with you that you are doing energy healing through these circles and through your work with your plant medicine. Like it really feels like that to me. So maybe there, maybe you needed to be reminded of that a little bit, just to yeah. let you know.
1: Thank you. That's a. That's, uh... That's such a beautiful reminder. <laughs> yeah, because Thank
0: especially you. if you're evolving and feeling that that empathic pull to each person, to be able to really mm. read and feel into their needs, so that you can be the the best healer and facilitator that you can be for the for the people around you. Like that is that's that integrity part of it that I feel um, that you hold so strongly and that is so inspiring. So I feel really um, happy to know that you're doing that work with that, Mm. that foundation.
1: That also makes a lot of sense because I am um, quite an empath. So I tend to absorb people's energies. So I think through this work, sometimes what I also do kind of like take on, I guess, like you know those energies that they're having that are quite imbalanced and absorbing them, and then what it has been a struggle is kind of like making sure that I've released them and not keep them inside me um but yeah, that's something that I also feel like I feel like the pull from everyone and kind of like help help them clear that. And then, especially if I'm in nature, then I can kind of like easily let all those energies go yeah which is so good
0: oh, and then the more you learn about it, the more that you're able to teach it with your other women that you're facilitating for it's just the perfect like ripple effect of when you yeah. really are aligned with part of your purpose right it's just gorgeous yeah ah oh, that's so exciting. I love hearing about all of your all of your things <laughs> Thank, Thank you so you. much for it. Oh, it's just so cool. I'm really inspired by everything that you've spoken about. I do have um, one question that's kind of interesting that I wanted to know
1: mm-hmm. your answer
0: on that I'm interested in. What do you, because there is in the mainstream now, there is a lot more awareness around spiritual ideas and spiritualism and all of the all of the magical things that we read about and hear about, there's a lot of people taking part that I've noticed. What do you find for yourself? And it's almost like maybe an unpopular opinion kind of idea, but what do you find, what is something that you feel called to share to the listeners that maybe you realized and thought, oh, if I would have only known that, actually, this is the way to go, if that makes
1: sense. Mm. Okay, there's two things that are coming through a lot that I just kept kind of like visioning while you were saying that. The first thing is that I think there's still this issue with it not being accessible to anyone. Like it's just certain people and that is just so not true. It's accessible to everyone. It's just a matter of you really tuning in with your intuition to whichever level you want to, you, you know, you don't have to go full on, which like me, you, you can be whatever level that you want it to be, that you feel comfortable in it. Um, but I feel like sometimes there's really this, like, it's, you have to be this kind of like person, or you have to really look like this or you have to really act this way to be it and that is just so not true it can be whatever is right for you so a it's really really accessible and the second thing is I guess about your practice whichever way that is is that it needs to be your practice I find that I wish there had been someone when I was a kid learning about all these things that told me that not everything needs to be how I'm reading it in the books. It needs to be how it resonates to me, obviously with respect to different cultures, to, to, to everything, but it needs to be how I feel it needs to be for me. So if, you know, in a book you read that, You need to do this step, then that step, then that step, and then you can have that. Um, But you don't resonate with that. Do what resonates to you. When I do my spell work, it's just intuitive. I don't follow a spell that is on a book. I might read it once and then I'm like, that's interesting, but I still want to do it my own. And that's how I found that the most powerful magic will come to you Mm. and the most powerful intuition will come to you. It needs to resonate with you. If it doesn't resonate with you, you'll find that you'll stop doing it because you feel like there's something that is not clicking. And then you'll think maybe I shouldn't do any of these things because there's something that's not resonating. And instead it's like, it's not resonating because you're not making it your own.
0: That is such a brilliant answer and not, um, Not only because that is one of the reasons I started this podcast, is for people to remember that the most powerful teacher they have is inside of them, that they don't have to go looking outside for the true knowing that they already exist within them. But also, that was my experience with my energy healing. When I was learning all of the levels of Reiki healing, I felt quite constricted. Because I was learning in the traditions and the structure, which was important. Just like you said, you read it in the book, but then you let it go. But then when I was allowed and felt into blending my intuition with the Reiki, that's when everything opened up. And so exactly what you're saying, I feel like that can be kind of spread across the board in so many aspects of people's lives if they would just not to forego the teaching of whatever they're doing but to trust that they know how to implement it in their own authentic way and that's kind of the that's the true magic is when they're swirled in
1: there yeah you just put that beautifully yeah, you I love, love
0: it. Oh, but from you, that's what inspiration.
1: <laughs> we're both inspiring each other. Oh,
0: I love it. Yeah, this is the, <laughs> our own little two person woman's circle. This is what we're talking yes. about. Yes. And I feel inspired to ask to end our lovely chats. Thank you so much. But I just, while you were speaking, I remembered that most women, we tend to lose our voice and lose that. Connection to our intuition, or that we remember that we have it, it usually happens around 11 years old. That's mm-hmm. what I've found. So, if you could go back to when you were 11 and tell 11 year old Desiree something, some piece, some little, little piece that you can kind of put in her pocket that would help her through the rest of the years is there something that you would say because I feel like that would help everybody else's inner 11 year olds as well
1: Mm. keep being wild keep being free and you are the biggest guide that you need to listen to yeah that definitely (laughs)
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that warmed my heart and that's gorgeous. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And I would love to speak to you again at another time. So
1: absolutely love this. And yeah, I could speak to you for another three hours and probably we wouldn't have finished talking about everything. So totally. I would I would totally love to be back.
0: Oh, great. Well, thank you again. And yeah, everything about Desiree will be in the show notes and you can connect with her and work with her and join one of her circles. And yeah, just learn more about all the magics that she's doing in the world. So thank you again, Desiree. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Intuitive Seek. I hope you enjoyed our interview and I'd love to hear if anything resonated with you or anything came up that you'd like to share, I would love to connect. And if you have any kind of thoughts or questions, um, feel free to send me a message through my website at TreenLight, dot com or through my Instagram at TreenLight. If you are curious about working with me, I always offer a free clarity session to chat about your needs to see how I can support you It's easy to book your free clarity session through my website, and I'll leave all those links in the show notes. And you'll also find the link to sign up for my dream night letter. If you haven't already, it's hugely appreciated if you want to, you know, keep in touch, you'll find out about all the new things before anybody else and of course very appreciated if you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and if you feel called to give some support then please share this episode with a friend or you could also leave a review and thank you so much for the beautiful reviews that i've received already it is hard to put into words even for a podcaster how much that means to me thank you for all of your support and be kind to yourself and i'll talk to you soon